It's a movement, but it's about people. Be the People is about we the people joining forces to reclaim and reshape the best of our nation's time-treasured traditions. Each week, we offer insightful interviews with movers and shakers from all different spheres of life. And now, please welcome Dr. Carol Swain. Welcome to the Be The People Show. Today's show is the second in a four-part series about Nashville. Nashville, Tennessee, a blue city in a red state. Over the last seven years, Nashville, a city that was featured in the New York Times as the It City for the, for the events that was happening, the growing tourism, and the fact that Americans from all over the country had discovered the city, they were moving to Nashville in droves. The city quickly became the broke city. Mismanagement of city affairs, going back to previous mayors, it continued under Mayor John Cooper, who was elected last year, and it has culminated with Mayor Cooper proposing a 32% property tax increase. Now this tax increase is being imposed on a city that has experienced a major tornado, a, a second major storm in addition to that one tornado, and a two month shutdown ordered by the mayor. This shutdown related to the coronavirus, it has basically killed the tourism industry in Nashville. It's devastated the city's finances which were already in serious trouble. Joining me today to talk about Nashville is Lee Beeman. Lee is a Nashville native and the chairman of the board of directors and CEO of Beeman Automotive Group, a network of car dealerships. He's also a person that's very active in local politics as a conservative. He served on the US Civil Rights Commission State Advisory Commission and he serves on numerous boards and associations. His family name is well known across the state, and I would say across the U.S. because Lee is involved in a number of activities at the national level as well. And so I've invited Lee to talk about Nashville, the Nashville he grew up in, the Nashville it is today, and what he thinks ought to happen when it comes to the mayor's proposed 32% tax increase and the overall direction of the city. So Lee, welcome to the Be The People Show. Carol, I'm glad to be here. I'm honored to be with you. Thank you. So Lee, tell us about uh, the Nashville that you grew up in. Well, uh, the Nashville I grew up in had a small town feel to it. Uh, you know, uh, so many people, just everybody knew everybody else. and and uh, but it was kind of interesting that when I would travel, um, you know, even uh, when I was in my twenties or or something, uh, people would say, "Where are you from?" And I'd say Nashville, and they would look down at my feet to see if I had on shoes. So um, you know, it had an image back then of being a you know country town and and uh, you know kind of a uh, you're a country bumpkin if you lived in Nashville, but either that or they thought you were in the music business, one or the other. Um, but you know, now, uh, 
if I mentioned uh, that I'm from Nashville to people around the country, uh, they will frequently say, oh, wow, what a great place to live. You know, um, you know, we'd like to move there and, and uh, or my, my daughter or my son, uh, when they graduate from college, they want to move to Nashville. Uh, can you help them find a job? You know, can you help them find a place to live? So it's, it's been uh, a, a big turnaround from the, the image that Nashville had. Well, Lee, I can share with you that when Vanderbilt hired me uh, as a professor in 1998, and I didn't come until 2000, when I told people that I was leaving Princeton to go to Vanderbilt <laughs> and Nashville, they would say, Vanderbilt or Nashville, where is that? And so I, too, watch Nashville become the it city because, you know, like people thought I was out of my mind. Why would you leave Princeton, you know, to move to Nashville yeah. and be at Vanderbilt? Vanderbilt was not the a big university that it has become today. Yeah, you're right. It's been a big metamorphosis. And um, a lot of the changes, they have not been good. Some of them have been good, but for the most part, uh, we have just watched uh, Nashville sort of become like what Las Vegas. Yeah, in many ways, it's like that, or San Francisco. Um, you know, the the government here has become more and more liberal all the time, uh, more progressive policies, and it's not. I don't think it's served our city well. And ever since I've known you, you've been known as you know one of the uh, top conservatives, were you always conservative or was there a moment when you decided that um, you had to become involved? So what was the turning point for you? Carol, when I was about 14, uh, my parents turned to me and, and I, I think it was the presidential election year when Barry Goldwater and Richard uh, Nixon, I mean, I'm sorry, Barry Goldwater and uh, who was it, Kennedy, um, were who, no, Johnson. 64, yeah. Yeah, 64, when Lyndon Johnson and uh, Barry Goldwater were running in the presidential election. My parents said to me, uh, you know, look, uh, what happens in this election, both nationally and on the state and local level, is going to impact you far more than it's going to impact us, because you're going to live a lot longer. And the decisions that are made are going to, you know, impact you for decades to come. And so, um, you know, you, you're not old enough to vote. Uh, and one person only gets one vote. Uh, and we'd like to suggest that you evaluate the candidates, their positions, what they stand for, what they would do, and, and evaluate them and tell us who you think we should vote for. And that way you'll get two votes uh, uh, and more than anybody else in the country. And I, I took them uh, at their word and I took, took it very seriously and I studied carefully and I came, uh, uh, decided, you know, how I wanted them to vote and told them. And it was only in the last year that it occurred to me, I wonder if they actually did vote for who I told them to. <laughs> but um, anyway, that's what caused me at 14 to start thinking about public policy and what really would make this country better uh, and, and what, uh, what principles 
uh, this country does and should stand for. So I assume you chose Goldwater? I did. <laughs> and you weren't sure if your parents were as enthralled with Goldwater as you were? I think, I think they were. I think they were. So, um, uh, any, anyway, um, I, but that's what got me started, uh, becoming a, um, um, you know, just hooked on politics. Well, the other thing about it is that uh, Metropolitan Nashville, as far as anyone remembers, it's pretty much been a democratic control city and it's only elected democratic politicians. So I found it very interesting that you would choose a party where you would not have the kind of influence that you would have if you were just a regular Democrat. If you were, you'd be part of the problem right now. You're right. You know, but it was interesting back then, even the Democrats in uh, Nashville and in Tennessee and Tennessee was controlled by the Democrats back then, too. Um, uh, they were conservative Democrats. Uh, and um, uh, so their their beliefs and policies weren't that objectionable. It was the national Democrats that were more of a problem. Uh, but then you know, Tennessee turned red and Nashville turned more and more blue. Uh, so it, it, it really, uh, I'd, I'd really be happier outside of Davidson County somewhere. Uh, but but I, I feel like I still need to fight the fight. We're going to take a break. And when we return, we're going to talk more about the fight that we are all in right now. Hello, I'm Carol Swain of Be The People. I'm proud to endorse Patriot Mobile, America's only conservative cell phone network. After years of dealing with big cell phone companies, I made the decision to support a business that supports my conservative Christian values. Patriot Mobile offers nationwide phone service at an affordable price. Most importantly, a portion of the money you spend is given to organizations that support the sanctity of human life, gun rights, and religious liberty. There are no long-term contracts or hidden fees, and unlimited plans start as low as $25 a month. So do me a big favor. Contact Patriot Mobile at patriotmobile.com forward slash carol or call 972-PATRIOT. When you mention code CAROL, you'll get your activation fee waived and receive a free gift for switching service. Switch today and start supporting a company that supports your values. AmericaOutloud.com is the voice of liberty and justice for all. As we celebrate our four-year anniversary, thank you for making it all possible. Well, should it news deliver truth and inspire us to reach higher? With blogs, podcasts, video, and 24-7 talk radio on our free apps on Apple, Android, or Alexa. We are the vision of the voices, America Out Loud Talk Radio. back with my guest, uh, Lee Beeman. Lee, we are in a battle right now as conservatives, and I know that you have been on the front lines. Uh, you were part of an effort to defeat a transit plan. Could you tell our listeners something about uh, the transit plan 
that um, the previous mayor tried to push through? Actually, there were two transit plans that I fought against, and, and uh, we prevailed in both of them. Um, uh, but particularly the second one was terribly misguided, extremely expensive, and, and not necessary, um, and not the best solution for, it was a, a, a rail plan uh, that was very expensive and, and really did not accomplish, uh, wouldn't have accomplished uh, uh, any noticeable improvement in the traffic problems in Nashville. Uh, and I, I, I just believe that the, the marketplace is gonna solve the problem more quickly and more efficiently than some government uh, multi-billion dollar transit plan that Nashville really couldn't even afford. Well, what did you learn from that battle? Well, I, one thing I learned was our current mayor, who's a Democrat, uh, joined forces uh, with us to, to help defeat it. So, um, uh, I, I, you know, I just feel like that I, I was surprised in many ways that the vote on the public referendum went so overwhelmingly against the transit plan uh, in, in our favor. So uh, I thought, well, maybe there is hope for Nashville. Well, when we talk about our current mayor, John Cooper, whose brother, Jim Cooper, is a member of Congress. He's been there for a number of years. Uh, with John Cooper joining forces at times with conservatives, uh, that led a number of people to believe that he would govern quite differently than he is right now with this proposed 32% tax increase and also a failure to really cut spending. Well, John Cooper is uh, a Democrat and on most social issues, he's you know, very much a Democrat right in step with the rest of them. But on, um, on a, a lot of fiscal issues, uh, John Cooper uh, is, I, I think, pretty astute and, and would tend to not get as far afield as many liberal Democrats uh, would. So, you know, when he was in the Metro Council, he was oftentimes a, a voice of reason that um, voted with some uh, of the Republican conservatives, uh, the, the very few handful of them, uh, sometimes not even a handful. Uh, so John, uh, you know, is a bright uh, uh, financial, uh, has a, a great financial background and, and knows business and finance. Uh, and I think he understands a lot more uh, than most of the elected officials we've had in recent years. Now we can say that, and that sounds great. And that would be a great endorsement when he was running for mayor, but we've seen him govern and he is the person that's put forth this 32% uh, property tax increase that will destroy the city. He's also the same person that shut down the city when there's, at the time there was only one hotspot in Nashville, and I'm not even sure that there are two hotspots. And so he is essentially, he has essentially contributed to destroying the economy of Nashville. You're, you're exactly right. Uh, if, that, if this goes through, if he doesn't change his position or if the council doesn't step up and put a stop to it, we're in deep trouble. Um, in, 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 the, in Tennessee and, uh, and in Nashville in the last decade, uh, we've been blessed with a really very strong economic prosperity. 
and our state government has covered most of our future liabilities and has built up a very healthy rainy day fund and has kept the cost of government in check. Now that's on the state level. But uh, unfortunately in Nashville, uh, the government has not done that. Uh, Nashville's government uh, has a huge unfunded liability. Uh, uh, the, the, uh, the, when the tornadoes and virus struck, uh, we had almost no rainy day fund. Uh, Nashville's leaders didn't manage efficiently during good times. Uh, they left our city vulnerable to disaster during a bad time like this. And, you know, going to the state government, they do have a healthy rainy day fund. And a lot of people would say it's raining right now. So one option for Nashville and for the mayor to avoid raising taxes would be for the state to step in and sort of help the city manage its finances, placing the city either in bankruptcy, which it is, or receivership. Well, uh, I, I would not uh, be in favor of seeing the state do that. Um, uh, I think there is a better argument. Uh, if somebody's going to do that, it ought to be the federal government. Um, uh, I, I philosophically don't like that. Uh, but I think that if the federal government did it, I think some serious, serious uh, restrictions would have to be put on Nashville to prevent Nashville from ever um, getting into this shape again uh, and to force us to abide by better public policy and fiscal ish, uh, policies. And you know, as a political scientist, I've studied uh, state and local governments, and it seems like cities that are run by Democrat mayors all across the country, they have a similar set of problems, and we see that they starve the first responders. They don't invest, you know, uh, at the same rate in serving the public good. And so there's, there's a problem that's bigger than Nashville that just has to do with the philosophy that Democrats have when it comes to government. You're exactly right. You know, uh, although Nashville's grown uh, during recent years, our surrounding counties uh, have grown far fa faster. Uh, and that's largely due to Nashvilleians and Nashville companies moving to the surrounding counties to escape the bad government and public policy decisions by the leaders of Nashville. Uh, a 32% tax increase in Nashville will exacerbate the problem and drive more families and businesses out of Nashville. Uh, and that just causes us to lose even more of our tax base in, uh, for decades into the future. Uh, a tax increase may solve this budget this year, but it will cause even more problems in the years to come. The tax increase, it's a lot like opium. You know, it, it may make you feel good today, but it's going to make you miserable tomorrow and maybe for the rest of your life. You are absolutely uh, correct. And, you know, one of the things that I am hopeful for, and I think maybe you too, is that the mayor would make the deep cuts and scale back the government because a lot of the expenses of the city are related to the personnel. Uh, it's um, entitlement programs that they could scale back some and then maybe have an increase next year that wouldn't have to be 32 percent 
what would it take to persuade uh, the mayor to amend his proposal so that he either withdraws it, makes the deep cuts, or he comes back with something you know that's livable, like a, maybe a 10% increase as opposed to a 32%. You know, Carol, I don't know what would convince him of that. I I think that he is is pretty desperate. You know, um, I sometimes I wonder if he is kind of sorry he asked for the job uh, because it's politically it's not a comfortable position for him to be in. Um, uh, but in some respects, I think he might be the best man for the job right now because. Um, he is a Democrat, and he might be able to marshal, marshal enough support from Democrats on the council if he would just change his position. And I would be delighted to try to, you know, help him to work with that. The other option, you know, would be to just declare bankruptcy or go into receivership and let the state or federal government take over Nashville and let them make the tough decisions of what needs to be done. Um, one of the things that I think is getting lost in the debate when we talk about city council, and unfortunately they have four-year terms that are not staggered, we'd be much better off if they had staggered terms or if the terms were not four years and they just got uh, reelected. But the pain on the voters, because what will happen if the 32% tax increase goes through is that there will be some people that will lose their businesses, they'll lose their property, uh, there are people that will fall, more people will fall into homelessness. And I know homeowners who have told me that they will have to sell their homes and move out of Nashville, move out of Davidson County. And so they're going to shrink the revenue base if the mayor uh, proceeds with his plan. So they're really, um, Democrats are hurting Democrats. I don't know what it would take to make them see this. You know, you're exactly right. That's it's a great point. It's Democrats hurting Democrats. And, you know, a 32% tax increase to ensure that there are no layoffs and cutbacks in city government in Nashville is just unfair to all non-government families and businesses who have lost jobs, lost income, uh, and have had to make sacrifices. And to add to their misery by raising their taxes by 32%, it's just wrong. Well, it fits in with the Democrats, uh, and I'm talking about national Democrats, this move towards socialism, that they believe that the federal government can keep writing checks. And so at some level, I think there are people that really don't care. Um, they have these coronavirus jobs now, the contact tracers. They're making $30 an hour as a contact tracer, and you don't have to have special skills for that. And so it, that has become a yeah. jobs program. Yep, exactly. And, and uh, I mean, there are all sorts of reasons why the, the liberal Democrats want to keep, uh, keep this momentum going about uh, more big government and, and using the, the virus problem to uh, shut down uh, uh, free enterprise and grow government bigger and bigger. And it all just goes into a tailspin that at some point we may never come out of. Well, Lee, we're going to take another break. And when we return, I want to talk about you 
and any plans you might have to run for office, because I know that you did run to be a Trump delegate, and I'd like to know where this may be leading, heading. Well, I listen, that'll be a short conversation. <laughs> what if there was a book that took the mystery out of prayer, one that made it easier for people to pray God's Word with miraculous results? There is such a book. Joy Lamb's The Sword of the Spirit, The Word of God is a handbook that has changed the lives of thousands of people around the world. You can order your life-changing copy from Joy Lamb's website, thesoardofthespiritbook.com. Order Joy's book and listen to her audio prayers while you're there. I'm back with my guest, Lee Beeman. So, Lee, you've been so active in local government as well as national government. I know you're part of the Council on National Policy, and you work somewhat, I think, with the Heritage Foundation, various uh, liberal causes. And you did. You recently ran for office to be a Trump delegate. You won by a landslide, right? I, I, that surprised me, but uh, I promise you, uh, I that's not a, um, a, a you know an elected official job that is a delegate and that's all that is and all i have to do is it's a chance to go to the convention and be there and enjoy the festivities now so, have you have you ever thought about running for political office i know you support a lot of candidates you've supported me and many other conservatives but what about you i think you could get elected i think you could get elected in nashville because the democrats the people who are going to be um, impacted by these changes, I think that they're hurting and they're going to be looking for leadership and they're going to get fed up with the poor police um, uh, services because of the funding and just all the things that are broken in the city. Carol, I'm flattered, but I perceive that I'm far more effective at working behind the scenes to help get good people like you elected. So, you know, it, it's, uh, I don't, I disagree with you that I could be elected in Nashville because they're, you know, gosh, there are over 60, maybe 65% Democrats here. And, and, uh, so many of them are so entrenched. They wouldn't vote for anybody that had an R beside their name. They voted for Donald Trump in, in strongholds, Democrat strongholds. And so I think that the right candidate with the right message can get elected, especially when people see government ways, they're hurting, they see politicians who are indifferent. You've got a better, a far better chance of getting elected and carrying our message than I would. Um, but but let, me, let me go back to, I, I don't know, um, we're getting above my pay grade now, so I'm talking theoretically, philosophically, whatever. Uh, although I don't like the idea of the federal government bailing Nashville out, uh, I think that maybe if if it could be done in such a way to where stipulations like we mentioned would be put on Nashville, much like the the policies that you would like to uh, impose, uh, having a restriction on how much taxes could be raised uh, without a public referendum or something. I think that would be um, uh, should be one of the restrictions and and numerous others. Uh, but, and also maybe even that it has to be a loan to be paid back. But, you know, if um, uh, Nashville 
has an argument to make um, that I saw one study that said that we were hit worse than any other city in the country in terms of um, retail sales uh, being uh, devastated. I think it was a 46% drop in retail sales. So that is a serious, serious problem uh, that is far worse. I think it's more than double what the national average is. So we've got an argument more than any other city as to why we deserve maybe some help. And, and a lot of this was we were, have been, we could make the argument. I'm not saying I buy it, but if we could make the argument that, uh, that we were trying to follow uh, the guidelines that were set forth nationally. And, and that really devastated our tourism business. So much of our, our economy is based on that. And it just devastated us. So, and then on top of that, we have a Republican governor who has a very good relationship with President Trump and the National Republicans that might be able to, if we could convince him to, to carry forward the request for Nashville uh, to get some federal funding or a federal loan to help us through this period. Now, I know that the Metro Charter has stipulations in it that that uh, we can't borrow money to uh, meet current uh, uh, budget uh, uh, needs or whatever. I Surely we could find a way around that, but I would hate to pass a 32% tax increase uh, that might go for, you know, we'll never get it repealed if no. it is once. So that means we're facing a 32% tax increase forever. And then they'll probably increase it more than that in the future. So, I, I, I really feel like if we could squeeze by right now with a, a far less of a tax increase or, you know, hopefully none. Or but, none, yes. Yeah, uh, that, that that would be the best route to go, even if it uh, means asking for some help from funding from outside. Well, that would be, um, you know, a good recourse, I suppose. But I'm not buying that it was the shutdown that devastated Nashville because we know the city was already broke and they were mismanaging funds. And I believe that there's a pride thing. Whether it's the mayor or whether it's the city, they don't want to admit that uh, the city is broke and that we need a, a hand up. They're not willing to do that. But if they were willing to do that, certainly the mayor would be able to cover the shortfall by either borrowing money from the the tourism board that has a huge surplus or he could get help from the state but it would involve them changing the way they do business and i'm not sure that they're willing to relinquish control i agree i agree it's a it's a serious problem and i i, I don't know how it's going to get resolved but i i hope that it does whatever the solution is doesn't do damage to us in the long run. I hope it actually will help us in the long run if now, we make some tough decisions now. I agree. And I know that you uh, have been involved with some of the organizations. There are two major groups. One is No Tax for, for NASH, the, the number four. And the other one is For Good Government. And so these yes. are organizations that are trying to stop the tax in increase 
and one is trying to reform government so that we will not be confronted with this in the future. Are there other things uh, that you see yourself being willing to do that would um, maybe perhaps persuade the mayor to either back down, which would take some humility on his part, or to um, seriously consider asking for help? Carol, I would be happy to do anything I could. I don't, you know, if somebody will come up with the idea, I'll be glad to jump forward and give it um, uh, all of my effort to accomplish what you're talking about. Well, let me ask you this. If the 32% tax increase goes through, and I know it will impact your business, uh, I remember you saying that you pay a million dollars a year now in taxes, that it will go up to a million three. Will you stay in Nashville with your businesses uh, and your home? Well, uh, I don't know about my home, but for sure, uh, I mean, I'm going to live in, I may move outside Davidson County as far as a home goes, but my business is pretty locked in uh, from a franchise territory. I cannot just take my business up and move it because there are other dealerships already existing in the surrounding counties and stuff. So I, I really don't have any, that, that opportunity to, to uh, flee outside of Davidson County, although it would be tempting if I could. Well, we need you to continue fighting as hard as you fought the transit plans. And we know then that we will be successful. Uh, I'll be happy to do it and I'll do it with passion. And I'd like to thank you so much for being on the Be The People show. And as I said earlier, this is part of a series. And so there will be other Nashvilleans talking about the city and its direction and what we can do uh, to make things better for everyone. Carol, thank you so much. Um, I've enjoyed this tremendously. And thank you for what you do for making our city uh, and our state and our nation a better place for all of us. Thank you. And for our listeners, it's up to you, the we the people, to be the people. Get out there and be the people who change our nation and our world. And you do that through activism. Until next time.